answer my crazy day, my packed commute, all those unread emails in my inbox. But I'm getting stronger, faster, and pushing myself further every day. I don't care if I'm not like everyone else. This punching bag is the best way to end my day. Fearless is knowing yoga isn't your style. That's the power of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Federal Employee Program. Learn more about our healthy benefits at fepblue.org slash get more. Rams Nation. Oh, not me, you. Me, you. Nice. It works. That sounds like a good one. Well, we'll see how the master editor, edit, editor is. Editor of the master of the edits. Are you ready to roll? We're rolling. Let me get ready. We got a live mic. We got a live mic. The mic's live. Touchdown, Los Angeles. You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Rams Nation, welcome back. This is Bear Motter of Rams Podcast, but this is Locked On Rams. And this is also Victory Monday. That's right, fellas. We've got another Victory Monday. It's five and two. And you know what we're going to do with that? We're going to add on my man, man, James Kroger. Welcome, James, to the Monday edition. We were so excited. We couldn't wait until tomorrow. So we are getting back-to-back days. But let's start with how you feel today, my man. How's it going? I couldn't be better, Bear. I mean, you know, shut these guys out, 33 points, uh, victory Monday. I, I, I requested to be on today. I said, could I talk about them too? I'm so excited. You know what? You're always welcome. So no problems here. I love having you on the show. So uh, we've got a lot to get to. Uh, we're going to do a little uh, recap of how, how the game went, how we each watched the game. We've had jokes about it in the past about we've, if we struggle, they win. I think we need to stop trying to take uh, credit for when they win <laughs> because I think we both saw the game fine today. We'll jump into um, kind of some game balls. We'll take, break down uh, the press conference a little bit, and uh, we won't get too much into it. So we got five more days of this. It's the daily podcast. You guys know by now we're going to come at it uh, five days this week. So... Yeah, you're right, Barry. It's going to be a really fun week talking about this game. There's so many stats and so much to talk about. But you mentioned the superstition we had about, you know, it's been yep. it's been brought up on social media about us kind of having issues, missing the game, and taking credit for those wins. Well, today uh, that was not the case. Um, but the one thing I am noticing is they seem to be sticking with those mismatched uniforms. Did you notice that again? You know what? I think uh, they're starting to they're starting to troll themselves a little bit. <laughs> they're trolling they're trolling the everyone else that is. Uh, you know, it's a hot topic for everyone in Rams nation for some reason uniforms are a, a sensitive subject with us uh and i don't really care what they look like as long as the record pops out five and two and they keep getting these big wins throw a you know let's do a, a old school helmet with a new school jersey with some pants we found on the street and let's go and kick some butt because right now it was a 33 to nothing shutout win you're right you mentioned about how we've had a superstition about both of us watching the game one of us you know in the past we've struggled we won uh, I was watching the game, drinking a cold beer. I think you were doing the same. Uh, we we're texting back and forth. We both had uh, perfect reception for this one. And 33 to nothing sounds like the Rams didn't really care where we were at. They were going to whoop some butt no matter what. They did not disappoint. And we finally had our ideal situation. We were both at home on the couch, finally able to watch this game and able to enjoy it because uh, it was a fun one. That it was, my friend. That it was. We jumped out early. And I talked about in our episode last week, we did our complaint forms. Mm-hmm. And I think some of our complaint forms were read over in Rams Nation because the defense jumped out to an amazing start to this game. That was one of the things that I said we needed to get up there, uh, try some 
London strong coffee, get up right from the beginning and shut Adrian Peterson down. We did it early. We did it often. Adrian Peterson ended the day with 11 attempts, 21 yards, and six being his longest carry. So Rams were not playing around. We knocked Carson Palmer out of the game uh, pretty early in that game. He only had 18 pass attempts and 122 yards before he exited the game, bringing in Drew Stanton. From? I don't know. Guess. No, no, Drew Stanton, no. Michigan State. Yeah, uh, he had better success. That. Yeah, he had better success back then than he did today. He had one interception, went five for fourteen. It's pretty much ugly by the time he got in the game. So yeah. Well, um, speaking of knocking Palmer out, I want to. He was knocked out on a on an interception play, but I want to give that to Ogletree, who kind of who broke his arm apparently. Uh, Palmer had now has a broken arm, and he's basically going to be out for most of the season. Um, but that was Ogletree on that tackle that forced that interception, basically to end his game. Yeah, gotta love that. Um, you know, when you get a big win like this today on the road against a divisional opponent, uh, we've had Arizona Cardinals talking a little trash last year. They ran the score up on us. We have not forgotten about that. Obviously, you could tell the Rams were not out there ready to just take a knee in the fourth quarter. They were moving the football. We got an extra touchdown. Our second string offense was still moving the football. And when then you talk about knocking out the quarterback, not only we win today. But we're winning long-term in this as well because you mentioned Carson's out eight weeks, probably at least with a broken arm. That's big trouble for the Cardinals who are already now coming back to America, heading the wrong way as far as this division and the way that they played. So a big win for us today, not only for today, but the long haul. We'll see that effect over the next couple weeks because Drew Stanton didn't look pretty in there. He's filled in before, but... He is not the same type of quarterback that Carson Palmer is. This team is looking older and older by the minute. It just means we're in a two-pony race with us and the Seahawks, who struggled a little bit in the first half against the Giants, ended up pulling it out. But this looks like it's us and Seahawks for a chase to see who's going to take home the NFC West title. Yeah, I was kind of I was watching the New York Giants versus Seahawks game just to kind of do some scouting, uh, seeing how the Giants were going to take them on. And I was, in the first half of that game, it looked like they were struggling quite a bit. But um, you know, back to back to Arizona, we don't want to have the media and ESPN and everybody blaming this win 100 percent on the fact that Carson Palmer got hurt. Because guess what? You have Adrian Peterson who proved himself last week with his first game uh, in Arizona, and we take a look at this defense that we have, uh, defense that has struggled for most of the beginning of the season on the rush D. And uh, when Stanton came in, you know, basically you're thinking all you have to do is give the ball to AP, uh, but we shut him down. You know, you know, we they didn't have really have that option. And, you know, talking about how well this defense performed and those people getting some of our complaint forms, um, they this team's all about versatility and adjustments, and they proved it there with that, with that defense performance. Definitely. And you talked about, you know, what's the – uh, nation going to say about us? Are they going to blame it again on a weak opponent or an injured quarterback? Um, we are five and two coming back to America. Uh, one of our listeners tweeted at us earlier and said, you know, they were kind of annoyed by how the pregame was about 15 minutes on Adrian Peterson and his comeback and he's ready. And then like 13 seconds about, oh yeah, the Rams are really good, by the way. Uh, so maybe we'll start to get some respect nationally. Uh, because you can't ignore us this for long. We're 5-2. and two. Our offense is one of the best in the league. Our defense puts up a shutout today. It looks like the defense we expected most of the year. At some point, the national media has got to take on to this. The one thing I love about that, the Rams have their blinders on. They don't really care. This is mm-hmm. a we, not me type of team. 
Uh, we are focused on the next game one at a time. We come back, we have a bye, then we get into the Giants. But this team is focused straight ahead. doesn't matter what anyone else thinks. They're dominating. Yeah, and talk about focus. Uh, Bear, I watched the press conference that Jared Goff and both actually McVeigh's as well after the game. And a lot of the reporters were asking them about the turnaround, um, how they're performing on the road, and you know whether or not they're kind of giving it a uh, you know like in your face to the media right now because you know they are they do have a potential chance to really make the playoffs here with their current position and their performance. But Goff, the way he handled that question is he totally laughed it off. He stayed confident and basically said, you know, we're going to take this one game at a time. You know, even though we won 33 nothing, I'm not 100% happy with the way this offense performed. We still had a lot of things that we really need to work on. And right now we need to really address those, those items that we need to work on. Um, during the game and you know he's continuing to take this one step at a time same attitude that McVeigh had and it's really nice to see that they're not allowing this to get to their head um, and they're just thinking about the next hour the next game the next day the next week so um, really think that's a solid statement coming from such a young quarterback with you know spotlight on him right now yeah I totally agree and with that spotlight being on him he's performing and he's saying all the right things and he's staying calm cool collected I love it because it's just this mirror image of his head coach and he's really taking on that persona of the leadership, the you know very cliche but um, great answers as far as when you're listening to that press conference. He seems like a little bit of a veteran in there with the way he's saying things and not falling into the trap of giving you know bulletin board material or getting a little outside of the focus of what is his true goal this year, which is you know to bring this team to the playoffs. Uh, but let's talk a little bit more about this game and our players, and we'll kind of do a little bit deeper dive into this. We'll start right at the top with Jared Goff. Uh, 22 of 37, 235 yards, touchdown throwing and touchdown running. <laughs> you tweeted out uh, earlier in the game and you basically said, like, wow, who would have, you know, like, how much do we love McVeigh? How he, out of nowhere, um, you know, week seven is pulling out a read option with our quarterback, Jared Goff, and it works to perfection. And he brings it in for a touchdown. Got a little banged up on his offhand there on the play, but I don't think he cared because he was so excited to score. Uh, been some awesome pictures that have been released from the game of him and his linemen celebrating. But uh, overall, great game from him. He did have the one interception, but I think that's a growing point for him. You know, it's not going to be a perfect score sheet every time. Um, you know, it looked like the receiver got bumped off his route a little bit. He was throwing ahead to get him there. But uh, overall, great game. Managed the game. No big mistakes. That interception was late in the game after we kind of had this under control, but your thoughts about Jared Goff in this game so far? I was really impressed with Goff and his ability to stay smart behind the ball. I want to address that that um, read option play because he talked about that in his press conference, and he basically said that he's been waiting on that for a while. I think he's been waiting on McVay to, to make that call for a long time, and when he finally heard it, he was so excited for it. He said he, he found a little gap and just, just made it through. Um, they asked if he had done that ever in college, and he said he only did that one time his freshman year. Uh, on the read option uh, against Oregon State. So you could tell he was really thrilled about that move, and that really was not um, you know, expected from, from this offense. I mean, you, th- you talk about an offense that has so much versatility in the first place. Even Watkins, you know, he only got one, one re- uh, reception this last game, but they're continuing to – I'm sorry, he got three. But they're continuing to uh, 
spread the ball out and just the fact that now Goffs has an ability to to run for a touchdown during an option play just kind of makes our defense our defense that's facing us makes their head spin because um you know these guys really put up the yard the yards we had 425 overall yards with 28 mm, first downs um one more thing i want to point out about Goff specifically and this offense is the third down conversion rate because you and i always seem to address that the biggest things, you know, um, that we're working on offensively is some of these penalties and then the third down efficiency. This game went 13 for 19 bear. I mean, I'm so excited for that stat. So, um, yeah, I can, I think Goff was very impressive. He was making smart decisions that, that interception was a mistake. Yes. But, um, you know, he's still remaining confident behind the ball and, you know, I can't, I can't complain about him. I have no complaint forms, but just like he said, there's always room for improvement, right? That's what he said. Um, so, <laughs> literally, that's what he said, mate. Um, no, it was great, and you're right; those complaint forms really paid off because my third down efficiency was another thing that I was calling the boys out on. And you're right; you nailed it, dude. With that stat, they came out and looked amazing. And really across the board, as you're looking at stats of this game, um, you know we had only six penalties, 45 yards. Uh, what? That's a huge upgrade from what we've done in the past. Time of possession, almost 40 minutes to the Rams. We had 39 uh, to 20 minutes over for the Arizona Cardinals. So time of possession, we dominated. We won the turnover battle. Um, Todd Gurley, 22 rushes, 106 yards again over the century mark with one touchdown being that long 18-yard touchdown across the sideline, which was beautiful. He actually, you know, this wasn't a complaint for him, but we had mentioned it before. Todd, when you're going to that corner end zone, two hands on the football, <laughs> dive for the pylon, dive for the end zone. He didn't do a one-handed lean out like, you yeah, know. So I was in the hard way last time. He did. He did. But that's good to know that he learned. Uh, he dove in the end zone and got there. The nice thing about getting ahead so uh, quick in this game and really dominating throughout the whole game, we're up 23 points at halftime, was it allowed Todd Gurley to get a little bit of rest. We're going to go really heavy on this guy over the second part of the season. Um, and we're up so much that Malcolm Brown got a lot of carries. I think he ended up with 11 attempts, almost 50 yards for himself. So seeing him get in there and get some reps, allowing Todd Gurley to kind of you know take the helmet off and relax on the sideline near the end of the game is going to go a long way for us, especially on the road. And as we got uh, coming back and we're going to have the bye week, we're relatively healthy. Uh, we saw Joyner finally back in action. We realized why we missed him so much. He had a pick right away. Um, but these guys are all going to get a week to recoup and to rest up and to come back full strength and you know face a New York team who has looked obviously to struggle with their record but has fought a, you know a few opponents pretty close. So uh, hopefully it will give us a good chance and a good edge going into that game. You're right. And talk about edge, Bear. There's a couple things I want to mention. You mentioned us being on the road and having such this this, this harsh travel schedule right now. Well, uh, I want to maybe address some of the differences between this year and last year as far as how we travel and how well we travel and how well we played when we traveled. Right now, the Rams are uh, one of three teams who – or the Rams have three 400-plus yard wins on the road through seven games, which is a pretty interesting stat. But when you take a look at the other 10 teams that have reached that stat, um, we're in, we're in uh, some, some pretty – nice territory because we're, we're in, that's including the 2007 Patriots and the 1975 Dolphins so um, there's some good teams within that stat but you know I think we need to talk about how well uh, we handled this this road trip we stayed in Jacksonville uh, for this whole week didn't go over to Europe early 
some of the announcers who had played in London uh, during the game were talking about how rough it is to travel like that. And when you go to someplace like London, if you're there for a week, you're trying to get used to the time zone. There's the time zone. There's so much distractions. You're in this whole other country. It's just a completely different environment. The Rams kept it cool. They stayed in Jacksonville. They adjusted slightly to the time. Um, but, you know, they just they – came, they came into town for business, and that's exactly what they did. Arizona was in town for, um, I think, the whole week, so they were there hanging out trying to get used to the time. But the Rams, you know, obviously came in a little bit later, and they're handling this, this travel very well. Both last year and this year, they I think they were the top – have the top mileages for um, traveling teams. And, you know, 33-0, I think they're doing a good job of, of handling that. Yeah, again, McVay strikes again with the genius. <laughs> uh, he, he's just doing everything right right now, and, and even down to the scheduling. It's his first year, you know, there's a lot of noise already coming out, especially from Rams Nation, basically saying, hands down, how is this not coach of the year? He's really going to have to flop this second half of the season to, uh, you know, to really mark up his record. But uh, right now they are looking great. Everything he's doing is right. And when he does do something wrong, the thing I love and, this, and the thing that we're seeing a lot from this whole team is they're taking ownership. If, if they do something wrong, he's going to come out and go, that's my bad. I need to do better play calling. I need to do better this. Uh, but when it's going right, they're going, you know, this is a team thing. Uh, we're all putting in the same effort. So it's, I love it. It's that whole, you know, I'll say it over and over again because it's our little catchphrase for the team this year. But we, not me. And it is so 100% on. Uh, and it's been fun to watch. Yeah, so um, the fun thing about We Not Me, I just read a tweet from Danny Kloppinger, and she said that Tremaine Johnson was kind of joking with her on the sideline and said that he almost shed a tear because he's been waiting six years for an offense like this, and he's just loving it. So, I mean, I think a lot of Rams nations have been waiting a little bit longer than that, but just the fact that yeah. he's able to make that statement and just this turnaround is, is so exciting. Well, I'm glad you brought up Tremaine Johnson because he's a guy that we'd like to see stick around for a while, um, and I love seeing him get into this system and start to buy in and start to realize how valuable this team is if he wants to stick around and maybe that hometown discount (laughs) (laughs) but he played a great game as well as the rest of our defense we had two interceptions which brings the total up to nine this year so far for the team who last year struggled in that area in that category and we're seeing a lot of difference I mean these picks Although uh, some of them were pretty ugly, we're in the right spot at the right time, but we're making the plays. It's not bouncing off our hands. We're not uh, you know, messing those opportunities up. So we had two big interceptions, which led to points. Uh, and overall, our defense, like we said, shut down Adrian Peterson from the get-go. 21 yards. This is a guy who ran over 120 last week and looked like the Adrian Peterson old. This is what New Orleans is saying, going, well, this is who we had. You know, This is the guy we had. This is how we traded him. So... <laughs> Adrian Peterson's still kind of up in the air as far as who the heck he is um, moving forward, but the Rams made him look like the Adrian Peterson from the Saints and not so much of last week. So uh, talk to me about this defense. What were your overall thoughts? I mean, we shut him out, man. That's pretty freaking awesome. Well, that was basically what I was rooting for during the whole uh, second half because, you know, we saw what happened in the first half and you kind of think, you know, maybe they might come back um, and, you know, score some here. But I was I was rooting for the full shutout, uh, ruthless style uh, after halftime. Nice. So I'm glad they made it happen. And it proves a few things, Bear, because we saw what Adrian Peterson did last week. Um, and, you know, you would think with the first quarter, uh, the way this defense performed as far as facing a rush, um, you know, it wasn't great. It was, you know, we had complained a little bit about, you know, opposing running backs that we face and the large the yards that we allowed to them. So you put that equation into 
what we were facing today, and it may look a little bit scary a couple weeks ago, but we handled it so well. Adrian Peterson, you mentioned it earlier, with only 21 yards, 1.9 yards per carry with only 11. We just beyond shut him down, um, and we we absolutely proved it. So, And then shout-out to LaMarcus Joyner coming back from an injury and instantly getting an interception to help build some of that momentum as well. I just, you know, if – it definitely got to give a shout out to him. We're we're really happy to have him back, especially with Cody Davis missing this game. Um, you know he's been doing pretty well, also. But uh, and then one more person I want to shout out: John Johnson the third. I think he's one of those guys that doesn't is 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 within the last three games earning a lot more respect um, because of of what he's done. He actually had the most tackles, the most solo tackles at four uh, during this game. But you know we got a we got a, a beast of a defense right now, and you know I hope we start getting some of that respect around the NFL. Definitely, and as we kind of take a look across this team, I'm just jumping on Pro Football Focus to get a quick little instant reaction from them. We had a bunch of high grades on both sides of the ball, but obviously a couple names that jump out on the defense side. Mark Barron had an 81.5 grade, which ranked in uh, first on the defense. Aaron Donald right below him at 80, um, always you know causing ruckus up there. Aaron Donald and then almost Al- had an interception too. I know, I know. They were all trying to get in the action. And then Alec Ogletree right behind him, 79, overall grade ranking in. Um, he had three defensive stops, two quarterback pressures, and the ones that you mentioned knocked out Palmer out of the game. So um, even when he wasn't you know, in the play as far as on the stats, he was a huge impact on this game. Um, and then you know, we mentioned right before that was Mark Barron. I mean, what a great performance he put up. He was all over the field. He had that one interception as well. Mm-hmm. Um, he just dropped into coverage. He really picked that off. I uh, saw it the whole way. It was thrown almost right to him, but made the play, and it was a huge play in that. So um, big ups to everyone on that defense side of the ball. And then, of course, on the offensive line, our guys gave Goff the time to do whatever he wanted back there. Roger Saffold and Andrew Whitworth both ranked in at an 87 and an 84, respectively, as far as the top grades that we had on our team. So pretty amazing stuff on both sides of the ball. Our defense finally showed up. They seem to be kind of the scapegoat for a lot of the complaint forms that were going around and a lot of the people that were upset they came out and showed who we really wanted them to be since the beginning uh things are starting to finally click on that defense come together yes it was a struggling arizona team uh who looked like they maybe struggled on the road uh but you know what we did what we're supposed to do against bad teams and we knocked them up and we beat them bad 33 nothing that's what you're supposed to do to bad teams like when you look across, and that's one of my most proud things about this team as i looking forward is going, uh, you know, people are going, oh, well, you know what, you're supposed to beat them. Yeah, we're supposed to beat them. And we put them in the ground. You know, yeah. it's not like we, it's not like, you know, a team like this in the past, um, we always seem to play down to the bad teams and we play up to the good ones. And, you know, we, we lose those games that you're going, man, we should have, we should have beat the Jets or the, the Giants or, you know, these teams that were struggling. Well, we should have beat the and Seahawks, Cooper Cup, Mr. Butterfingers, but I think he's got his stuff together now. Exactly. But the Seahawks are, you know, are up there. It's a tough team. It was a tough match. And, you know, overall, but this team, we should have beat down and we did. And and that's what I'm excited about this team is we're we're really handling those games, um, you know, that we look at not only call them winnable, but they're going out there winning them and they're shutting them down big time. So couldn't have been more proud about this team on all aspects of the game. Um, You know, we had Farrell Cooper had a couple another nice returns for us in the in the in that side of the game and special Mm -hmm. teams. And then, obviously, Johnny Hecker does what he always does, puts it inside the 20. And then Greg Zerline, uh, we finished the half with an amazing end of that first half where the, our guys got you know just a little bit of time left on the clock. We moved the ball just enough. 
we sent Greg Zerloin running on the field for, I think it was a 57-yarder. And uh, as time, 53, felt 57 in my heart. You know? <laughs> uh, but, you know, it went 57 with, field, with it, yeah. the, the time is going tick, 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 tick. I could hear Boomer from ESPN just doing that in the background. And uh, they get the snap off. He kicks it, had a little funky movement back and forth, but it went through the uprights. And it was just a great way to end the half and basically say, you know, we're here to, to play four quarters. We're here to play 60 minutes every second of it. And that's the type of team I want to see is just going out there and playing every second that is available to them. And it was just it was the way the whole game went. And it was just exciting to watch. It absolutely was. And, you know, some other big key things to this game was third down efficiency. I mentioned how the Rams did 13 for 19 earlier in the podcast. But we held them. We held them on third down with uh, – they were 3 for 12. And overall Woo! rushing yards, you know, 25. That were basically almost all Adrian Peterson. So we held them when we needed to, and we didn't let up. I mean, we were up, obviously, uh, 23 at halftime. And uh, we just didn't let up. We just kept pounding. So – proud of this team and I'm glad that we actually made a statement out of this. I don't want to have anybody saying that the reason that we, you know, they had such a big W was because of Palmer being out because that wasn't the case when you have such a big tool like Adrian Peterson, um, you know, in, in your offense. And you know so. what? You know what? It's like we put him out. You know, it's not like he he didn't have the flow. He didn't play well. <laughs> oh, we broke his arm, dude. We put him out for you the know, season. We, we, this is called football. We broke their quarterback. Yeah, the That's football. how you win ball games. I love it. So no excuses. You're right. And if I hear that, I'm I'm angry tweeting. If I hear someone come at me with that, I'm uh, angry. So well, well, let's let's kind of wrap this up with um, you know some positives here, and let's do let's do our own game balls. If you guys follow me on Locked On Rams on Twitter, um, I did kind of a giveaway. We're still waiting to see uh, who McVeigh gave his game balls to, but I kind of did a little giveaway. If you pick the winner of the game ball. Uh, it was the pregame game balls. It's a little bit different, kind of backdooring it. But um, if you pick the right one, you're going to get a $25 gift card to Lids. Uh, so I'm waiting to see who McVay gave his game balls to. But me and James are going to jump in here and do our game balls. Let's go. We'll each, get, we'll each get two game balls. Pick one on the offense, one on the defense. You are the guest. I will let you go first, my friend. Aw, thank you. Um, you should also maybe clarify <laughs> that if you got the – uh, if you got the giveaway right, it's the first one to give it right. Not everybody, right? Unless you're, yeah, that's you're correct. Going crazy. That's okay. correct. And and none of this like uh, you know retweeting me tomorrow with the winner. Uh, <laughs> we saw a couple of people try to do that on our Rams podcast uh, account when when we said who was going to win. It was like the game's over, and they're like the Rams are going to win. It's like yeah, Man, you every, got, you're no, I predicted the score too. <laughs> uh, all right, so I'm going to start with the offense. Bear, uh, are we doing a game ball offense and defense? Is that what I heard? Mm-hmm. So um, this offensive game ball, I think, I think the, the, the guys that deserve it is the offensive line. They had a season-high rushing go. total. They kept Goff completely clean. Austin Blythe came in to replace Sullivan when he had that injury, which, by the way, guys, we've um, been watching closely. It doesn't look like it's anything too serious for Sullivan. John Sully, again, just the soldier going to hang in there. So we'll probably see him soon. He may take a day or two off from practice. Obviously, we have a big break until our next game. But uh, Sully's looking okay. But um, my game ball goes to the O-line. And how about those four in, in encroachment penalties against Arizona as well uh, to, to add on top of that? So these guys just killed it this game. And, uh, yeah, get, I, I, need, I need five game balls, big guy, for each one of them. All right, well, I like it. You get five, you get them all at the offensive line, and they're finally getting that love they deserve um, because they've been giving Jared Goff a clean pocket for most of the game back there, which allows him to do some great things. 
Um, Pro Football Focus didn't really believe in Goff's effort as far as stats. Uh, he was only 4 of 10 on uh, targeted passes 10 yards or more down the field. A stat that um, he was, you know, in top three for the before this game. Um, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So they're, they're kind of picking that apart. Um, but overall, what I love about what he did is, is, like you said, the offense line gave him what he needed back there. And he, as this is a very overused term, but managed the game to that point of taking advantage of what the defense was giving him, the dump downs, moving the football, putting points on the board. And really, when your defense is playing that well, all you have to do is not mess it up. Get down there, get some points on the board, and take care of the ball. And that's what he did. So um, that's a great first game ball. I'm going to stick on the offensive side of the ball. And we're going to give our offensive, my offense game ball is, I'm just going to roll right into there. I'm going to go Jared Goff. You're going to get the game ball, man, for just being what you do. Appreciate what you're doing out there. So I'm going to roll in from the offensive line to their main man they are protecting. Um, As I just mentioned, Pro Football Focus wasn't impressed with his stats, but I'm impressed with more than just stats right now. Um, Even though he did have a pretty good stat sheet as you're looking at, at the line that he put together. He was 22 of 37, 235 yards, the touchdown in the air, and then again the touchdown on the ground that I mentioned on that read action. So uh, overall great game. He did have the one interception. I don't think that's 100% his fault. I think the receiver got bumped off the route. He was trying to throw him into that area, uh, and it was a great play. The defender made the play on it and got the pick. Goff ran his butt back down the field, tried to get in the way. I got a little nervous as he got plowed over on the return, but – Overall, good game from Goff. He's, we need him to just manage that game, give the ball to Todd Gurley. He had 22 carries, uh, and Goff did everything he can. But I think i got to give the game ball for uh, just, just that run alone on the outside, getting in there, and then not sliding, taking the hit, getting in there, getting in the end zone, jumping up. One thing we do have to work on with Jared Goff is touchdown celebration, man. we got to get a little bit better on the touchdown celebration. He I actually, saw some really cool ones. Saw a couple cool ones this week. Uh, one of my favorites was from Pittsburgh. They did a hide-and-seek, did a 10-count, and uh, the other player went and hide, <laughs> hit behind the uh, field goal post, and then he, Juju Smith had to run and go find him. That was pretty good. So Jared Goff, uh, I don't think he was completely ready for that, but, hey, he did the old you know jump in your lineman's arms thing, and that works for me. But overall, really proud of Jared Goff, so he gets my game ball. Yep, we're proud of him too, and I think he gets that game ball because of this O line still. So uh, you know, I think uh, you know they go hand in hand. As a team here. Um, talk about this, the touchdown celebration. It wasn't. Didn't they kind of talk about a time limit on those when they when they you know became more open about this in the beginning of the season? I don't know if Pittsburgh uh, should get a, a, a penalty there, but anyway, Goff did address uh, his touchdown celebration. He said he was so amped up. Uh, during his press conference, he said he was so amped up, he didn't know what to do. So he just tossed the ball back to the ref <laughs> and then jumped up in the air because, you know, I think his adrenaline was probably rushing. And, you know, I know he's used to having the attention on, but he, when you run that in, he's just like, can't be stupid. I can't be, I can't yeah. have something this be replaying on ESPN tomorrow. So, okay. And maybe like a little slash of like, oh crap, it worked. I, maybe I thought I'd get five yards, but yeah, I scored. Yeah, a little shocked that he, he actually did it. No, pretty good stuff. So let's jump over to the defense side. Game ball, James, who you got? All right, Bear. So I want to give my game ball to our man that just returned back. Uh, got his, obviously, first interception of the season. Uh, came back from a hamstring in- injury. Even though Ogletree uh, definitely got some attribution to this interception, I want to give the return uh, game ball to LaMarcus Joyner, who had a huge impact on this game. Uh, obviously, getting that interception early on was a big way to to change the overall momentum. And even though he only had three 
uh, was involved in three tackles and two solo tackles. I think just having him back, especially with Cody Davis, uh, along obviously with John Johnson the third, had just you know he showed that he was back and ready to play and got the momentum going early. And I got to toss my my game ball over to 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 Joiner. And my game ball, I mean, on the defense side, you could really pick one of many guys, but I'm going to go with Tremaine Johnson. He was shadowing Larry Fitzgerald all game long. The mm-hmm. only time I really felt threatened in this game was the first drive when they seemed to move the football pretty well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Larry Fitz had a catch over the middle, and, and it would kind of look like, oh, man, here they're off and they're connecting early. Mm-hmm. Uh, it ended up in a missed field goal, and from there, it, that was the wake-up call that the Rams really seemed to need at that point. Um, and Tremaine, like I mentioned, followed Larry Fitzgerald around the whole game. He only had three catches for 29 yards. We really came into this game and said, we're going to stop Palmer, we're going to stop Peterson, and we're going to stop Larry Fitz. And Tremaine was a huge part of that, um, Was seemed to be in and around plays all game long, uh, opening up opportunities for the likes of, you know, Barron on that interception. And then, you know, we obviously we mentioned Joyner, who probably would have been my pick if you didn't take him. Uh, but that's... <laughs> That guy just back in the game and on our team and with a helmet on. Um, it was fun to watch. But overall, our defense stepped it up. Our D-line could be our third game ball if we really wanted to give one out because of the way they just basically said, nope, you're not going to run the ball today. Try somewhere else. And then we came out and basically broke uh, Carson Palmer's arm. So overall, yeah. from the beginning of the game, we shut down the run, made them have to basically lean heavy on the pass. And that just really wasn't there. Our, our secondary was not buying any of that. Uh, shutting down their wide receivers so they really had nowhere to go with the football whether run or pass well that's funny you say that like the three key things to this game is shutting down Carson Palmer Larry Fitzgerald and Adrian Peterson well Carson Palmer has a broken arm Adrian Peterson ran for 21 yards and Larry Fitzgerald had three receptions for 20 yards so I think we did it yeah mission accomplished (laughs) and speaking of mission accomplished Monday episode I think we can call this one in the books Nailed it. James, thanks for coming on. Always appreciate it. Make sure, guys, to go follow him. It is at jkroger3. Guys, if you don't know how to spell Kroger, it is, there's two E's in there. No, K-R-O-E-G-E-R. There's two E's. One in the beginning, one in the end. True, uh, yeah. So make sure to go give him a follow. I'm at LA underscore Rambling Bear. Uh, also, you can follow us on... Rams podcast and Lockdown Rams, both on Twitter and then Rams podcast on Instagram. We've got some good stuff that go up there. So always a live debate on all of our sites. Uh, we love talking Rams football. We tweet out. Um, so reach out to us if you want to hear anything specific. Bear, can James, we do this again tomorrow? Yeah. You know what? You, you took the words right out of my mouth. You will be back tomorrow with us. Uh, so we're going to get a double dose of James Kroger this week. Uh, no complaint forms needed for that. And uh, – <laughs> I always appreciate it, bud. We'll see you tomorrow. And Rams Nation, until next time. Peace. Peace.